The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John Tubi. Now, here's Anthony Maggio. Hello and welcome to JL Beers in Burnsville for the Fantasy Playoffs in Week. Yeah, there she is. John Tubi, Bo Mitchell, Scott and Skip here. Their second time this season. Welcome, fellas. Glad to have you out here in Burnsville, 7.30 p.m. We're only here for another couple of weeks. I can't believe it's week 14 already. Dose more weeks. Dose more weeks. It's week what? It is uh, week... Etose. Yes. Yeah, that will. Uh, you won't forget what week it is by the time this show is done. I promise you that. Uh, You'll we got... be wishing for Bono. <laughs> Just start the damn song. We have immediate regrets, uh, news, whatever, fifty-fifty, all the usual good stuff. But in a special playoff week, I hope. I, are you guys? You're playing in some playoffs. I know that yes. we hit the trifecta. The three of us in our dynasty league, none of us made the fantasy playoffs. So that's the first time that has happened well, that none of us have been in that playoff. So you were really close. Bo was really, really close, yeah. and I was really, really, Re- really far not away. close. You were far, I was, far, I was about away. as far away as you could possibly be. But I did make the playoffs in all of my other leagues. So oh, that is good. That will make Same. up for it. I did not. I'm in four main season-long leagues, and I made the playoffs in two, and I missed in two. Except, well, Fishbowl. Does, does make uh, we're not counting that. Oh, yeah. The wild card? That skips, that skips territory. No, Skip's still in. That's what I'm saying. He's I made the one it, who's... I made it last week, and whereas like the top ten scores advanced. La- last week you did? Or last yeah, year? Last week. Okay. Last week I, I didn't even do that. Like the wild card round or something like that, where top ten scores advanced and... Last I, I looked, I was 11th, and so. I am not no, bright enough to figure out. I, I'm pretty sure I did not make it into. You had to be in, like, the top half of your you division, didn't. right? Yeah. yeah. And I was not there. And then I had a really good week last week, so I think I'm still going in the, what, the Avis We Try Harder Bowl or whatever the, <laughs> the Tier 2 is. Well, I was in the same division as Dynasty Frank, the guy who everybody turns to on oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah. To get their guys going during the game, yeah, yep. and he yep. he motivates. He's a motivator. Get the f you know whatever yep. player that's that's needed to get going. And he, I believe, he went undefeated this year. He had oh, wow. a really really good team. That's that's impressive. He's not just all f bombs. He he can play. Well, he still is. But He's a good well, motivator. Sure. They're, exactly. They're apparently He's an X's and O's guy. He's an X's O's and F's and a U guy is what he is, and it's working for him. Uh, well, before we uh, before we talk regrets, we got to talk JL beers. I finally did it. That away. I finally got the not just another burger, and let me tell you, it's real good. It's got the peanut butter in it. I've never had one of the burgers with the peanut butter on it before. Top notch. I give it a I give it a ten. Very nice peanut butter burger, rock solid. And I also have to note, their their specials. They got so many specials. But, and, all right, here's where we're gonna start. By the time right. you listen to this, Oof. three Floyds Ooh, yeah. is being served. At JL Beers on tap. Three Floyds out of uh, Munster, Indiana. My, my Floyd, old stomping Floyd grounds. Floyd the Barber and a, a, is there another famous Floyd? Pink Floyd? Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. My old man was, a, was a, uh, a basketball referee for, like, you know, grade school kids. And Sundays, my my entire childhood through, it was like first grade through fifth grade, basically, every Sunday in winter was spent at Munster High School 
playing on the side courts while my dad was officiating games. And now they've got Three Floyd's Brewery there, which is where I'd be now if I lived in Munster. But instead, I'm a jail beers. And they brought brought it to and you. They're bringing it to me. And that is so cool that Herman Munster has a has a school named after him. I mean, that's real. That's How awesome. was the old Cincinnati Reds player from there? Hal Morris. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. First I, I, baseman. Yes, for the Reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's from Munster. Anyway, uh, man, did I get off track. Cigar City Good Gourd is what I'm drinking, a delicious pumpkin beer. Uh, Tubi, what do you got going? Um, I'm not 100% sure what he gave me, but it's on (laughs) nitro, and it's really good. Because they know me so well here. The first thing they ask me is, do you want X beer that has the highest ABV in it? And I've had it the last two weeks, and I thought, yeah, I should maybe mix it up a little bit. So... Um, I'm looking on here for oh, the uh, the nitro vanilla porter, I believe, is what I'm drinking. Mm, uh, I had that last week. That was real good. Very good stuff. It's got a nice uh, nice mouthfeel and a good uh, foamy head. <laughs> Things you can do, say during the podcast and what's the meme on, on Twitter? Intercourse. Let me show you what the turkey hole is. <laughs> uh, and Bo, he's uh, the, old, the old standby. No, I'm mixing it up this week. I've no, decided to go. No, I'm not. Again, I, things I, that you can. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't. Hang on. I'm so not ready. My microphone's not ready. My my rim shot's not ready. Things you can say. Again, things uh, another rim shot here. I went with the old and you can say that here. again. I'm do this over and over keep again. Keep a tally in my mouth. up here. Oh my gosh, Just we can't do this, this anymore. O- over under is seventy on how many times? It was a bad idea to bring that up. So speaking of which, great segue. Immediate regrets. <laughs> The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over... Uh, I don't even remember who went first. Who wants to go first this week? I'll go first. All right. Um, really fired up to throw Josh Jacobs in a whole bunch of, dare I say, every single one of my DFS lineups. And I, I appreciated the 100, what, 104, 108 rushing yards, something like that. At halftime? But throw the guy a friggin' pass? I mean, I, I saw that he had no targets the first time they played Kansas City and thought, well, that's that's just wrong. That's an aberration. Mm-hmm. And then if you saw the clip that they showed over and over <laughs> of him mm-hmm. in the left flat with nothing but Doing 80 yards jacks? of grass yeah. <laughs> in front of him for a touchdown and Derek Carr avoiding him like fill in your own uh, yeah. politically incorrect phrase there. So <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. I think that's like how it that. goes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's my regret. Yeah, man, he was off to such a great start in that game, too. Too bad. All right. Sorry, Tuvi. Well, well uh, one of my regrets is that I benched Kenny Galladay for the Thanksgiving oh, Day. sign me up for that, that regret. So, yeah, which, yeah, I know, I know you did the same <laughs> thing in, in reaction to uh, who the Lions had playing at quarterback. And Didn't take long for that to burn us either. Right. No, that happened <laughs> immediately. <laughs> it, it seemed like a somewhat defensible uh, thing to do, yeah. Given the but Lions situation, um, and I went back to the Cooper Cup well in in place of Galladay. You put your cup in the well, exactly. Things you can uh, no, sorry. At, at, le- at least Cup scored. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, say, my nope. my more regrettable uh, poor process uh, deal that I did, did this past week was blindly trusting the fact that Adam Thielen was going to return from the hamstring injury after practicing all week. And talking a good game like he was going to play. And then... I think I know what Tubi's going to follow up with here. Oh, Dude, we d- talked about that on the show last week. In fact, we, Bo was we, the one. We told you. That Bo told us. He was the one who nope. said it. Y- yes. My, 
But then Thanksgiving happened. <laughs> the trip to fan hit. <laughs> and then I kind of lost track of the fact that, oh, yeah, they, they play on Monday night, so I won't have anybody to pivot to here in, in the event that he doesn't play. And it was in... Tubi was in our work league where we have the stupid oh, yeah. rule okay. where you yeah. can't pick up players. You can't just go out and pick up. A, I can't. Could have just gone out like a two day and, and drops. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you had to have put in the claim. I would have had to put in the claim on oh, like, Saturday. I think November first. I think <laughs> you would have had to put in. <laughs> and the, the news didn't come out until Sunday that he wasn't going to play. So, long story short. Uh, I should have had a standby. On, yeah. I should have had BC Jen- – well, he didn't do it. Listen should to yourself. Laquan Treadwell standing That's by I, to If you would have asked me, in. I would have told you on Tuesday. That Laquan Treadwell is going to catch a 58-yard touchdown They're just going to say, we don't need to cover that guy. <laughs> I mean, really? That's fair point. I mean, good That's, process. That's what I thought yeah. as he was running down the field. I was like, <laughs> I swear to God, their defensive plan was, we don't need to cover this guy. Between that and Delvin Cook uh, leaving the game early with an injury, that cost me the game, but – Advance for the playoffs, anyways. Tuvi and I are both in those playoffs. Nice so. work. But by, by the way, was that the most Minnesota moment ever? With the, Diggs where, and where they fumbled the ball and their two best the offensive fumble. players <laughs> yeah. down and looking yeah. like they may never walk again. Yep. The the pinnacle of Minnesota sports, right there. It was, it was a good game, though. My little brother was at that game, causing oh, yeah? causing a ruckus. I'm sure. Could you could describe you describe the ruckus? The ruckus? <laughs> <laughs> good job, guys. Um, for uh, my regret, and this is among my bigger regrets of the season. As well it should be. As well it should be. I don't um, even know what it is. But. I, uh, in, in our Dynasty League, which is a super flex league, I bid $1 on Gardner Minshew, who Tuvi, uh, despite being far out of the playoffs, you did drop Gardner Minshew a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it was for uh, some running back yeah. or somebody that – and, and, and I did not. Need. And yeah. nobody, nobody to picked to help him. that five and twenty yeah. squad. Nobody <laughs> picked up Minshew immediately. He had been on waivers for at least a week, maybe oh, yeah. two weeks. Um, and <laughs> when waivers ran, I think I had like twelve dollars of blind bidding money left. And this is a league where you need to spend a dollar minimum on a guy. And I had an outside shot at making the playoffs. My team actually had to not suck that this last week, and it of course sucked. Um, but I was. I didn't want to spend all of my money on a on a player just in case, but like I said, I had twelve. I could have spent six, seven, eight, four. Could have spent four, four. three. Three would have been the magic five, number. Five would have been a nice. Option. Five would have been good. You dose no, not, dose would not have worked. You, you could, could not, not have because I would have I could have not done Catorce. But I are sharing a brain over here. By the way, Trace would have been the As magic number. CP got Gardner Minshew for two dollars, beating my bid of Uno dollar. And not being in the playoffs now, I don't have anything to spend that that free agent money on. And again, this is a super flex league where I don't I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to ever be a fantasy QB one. I think he'll have QB one weeks as long as he's a starter, but mm-hmm. he will finish squarely in that probably twelve to twenty four range for any season in which he's a full time starter. And that assumes they kick Nick Foles to the it, it, yeah. It assumes a lot of things, but there he was there, really? and there was yep. no reason. To be stingy, I ended up taking, getting Andy Isabella for a dollar instead. Oh. Um, but oh my goodness, that could be a blessing in disguise. Yep, I am. Maybe I, I, I'm fine having Isabella on that it's team just for right Although now. It doesn't feel you so didn't good. in in preparation for having Minshew on your team. You didn't do like I didn't cut all your jeans into jorts, did you? Uh, I did. That was another I, regret. Once I kicked into the <laughs> curb, I was yeah. I, uh, I, I, you know, if I could have it back, I'd shave this beard down to the Minshew mustache if I could have that uh, opportunity back to, to get him. That was just 
It's just stupid, stupid, stupid. So let that be a lesson to everybody else out there. Don't uh, don't be stingy when you don't need to be with your free agent money, especially in a situation where you can change the fortunes of your team long-term by having a viable number two quarterback in a super flex league, dynasty league, where quarterbacks don't come around that often. So uh, we got to get off this topic. I'm don't worry, there's a lot of depressed. them coming out in the next two drafts. Yep. Yeah, plenty of them. Hey, Eli it. Manning's still available, probably. <laughs> he is absolutely. I don't need him this year. Um, Fantasy Labs probably would have told me to spend more money on Minshew. Uh, you know, as we get down here to, you know, to, we're talking about fantasy playoffs. If you didn't make it, or you know, as your teams kind of kind of bug out, you still want to get that fantasy fixed, right? And Fantasy Labs continues to be a, a helpful asset to turn those lineups into money winning lineups uh, at your favorite. Uh, DFS sites, maybe fantasy draft, for instance. But uh, yeah, Tuvi, you keep on uh, rolling out your NHL lineups. Absolutely, I keep playing the wrist shot again. Another line where you could say during. <laughs> How many are we at now? Like six or seven? <laughs> I, I've, I can't even count all. I have to take off shoes to count those tick marks. <laughs> well, you still have the opportunity, especially now if you're not setting quite as many regular season lineups or season long fantasy lineups. Go to Fantasy Labs. Use that code ten off one zero o f f. Give them a shot, ten dollars off that trial, and see uh, see how it helps you set your lineups and saves you time, and hopefully uh, wins you a few extra bucks here and there. That's the that's the way we time, do it. Time and money are the greatest gifts you could give this Christmas time, or Amen. holiday season, or Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah, wherever wherever birthdays. Hallelujah, holy yes. Where's the time and all? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to Bo, Channel Score News Desk. Got a lot to get to. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, thank you very much. We do indeed have a lot to get to this week. Uh, we'll start with the Carolina Panthers. Some change going on there. They fired head coach Ron Rivera. Perry Fuel steps in as the interim head coach. At the same time, Cam Newton's going under surgery, undergoing surgery this week that uh, will hopefully bring get him back in time for the spring uh, uh, organized team activities. Uh, Which team? That's, <laughs> that's, Good question. that's the question. He's probably played his, his last down in Carolina. Oh, you think so? It, yeah. I mean, with the new coaching staff coming in and he's a free agent, there's no reason for it would be very easy for them to move on at this point, I think, from Cam Newton. And uh, as well, Greg Olson may have played his last down for good. Yeah, uh, might be in a booth. He's uh, got the concussion, that nasty concussion he suffered last week. And uh, he's still in the protocol as we uh, record this podcast. And he's, as you alluded to, definitely headed to the broadcast booth afterwards. Uh, we've talked about Gardner Minshew a little bit already. He started again. Uh, last week and has started again this week. Drew Locke made his debut for the Denver Broncos under center last week. Uh, in other quarterback news, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, has that mild high ankle sprain. He's in a walking boot, unlikely to, to play it. on Monday Night Football against the Eagles, which means, of course, that Eli Manning is back for the I'm kind of excited for YOLO, Eli, to be honest with you. (laughs) That could be fun. Uh, Delvin Cook for the Vikings injured his shoulder against the Seahawks on Monday night, said multiple times since then that he's definitely going to play against Detroit this week. Damien Williams for the Chiefs has the rib injury. He has a chance to play against the Patriots this week. Daryl Williams, his backfield mate, has the hamstring injury. He's very iffy. 
it looks like they, they uh, signed Spencer they, Ware uh, mm-hmm. uh, to fill in there should they need to go that deep on the depth chart. Uh, for the Miami Dolphins, Kalen Ballage leg injury lands him on IR this week. Zach Zenner makes his Eagle world zone. tour stop right. in Miami. Down the road. Um, James Conner. Steelers running back with the shoulder injury should, could, maybe be back yeah. this week. We don't know. Keep your eyes on that. Juju Smith-Schuster with the knee injuries week to week at this point. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. I have a feeling they, they need him more than they need James Conner coming back. I would tend to agree with that. Mar- by, by the way, them fighting for a playoff spot still, after all that they've been through this year, that's literally it's like – like fighting. Literally fighting. Literally yes. fighting, yes. Um, Marlon Mack will be back for the Colts this week. He's back from Ooh, his broken hand. officially back, huh? Uh, expected okay. to return this week. He's back in the practice field uh, as of Wednesday. Uh, Chester Rogers goes on IR with a fractured knee Oh, I know. the Colts. I have a button for that. Uh, but Paris Campbell is back practicing for the Colts. Could see an easy path to... Targets going forward because T.Y. Hilton with that calf injury, I mean, who knows anymore if he's going to play. He, he admitted on Wednesday that he might be done for the season. Uh, Golden Tate, New York Giants wide receiver in the concussion protocol. Monday night game this week, remember, so we might not know until later in the week if he's going to be good to go for Monday. And you're going to want to have a guy to pivot to if, if he's in your lineup. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Just saying. And you know what? I have Golden Tate on in. that same team. <laughs> uh, John Somebody Ross. call Bo for a welfare check on Sunday. <laughs> I'll just answer and say, I forgot. I forgot again. Uh, John Ross is back for the Bengals back off of IR. He had the clavicle injury, not the scapula injury. He had the clavicle injury. Well, I'm still using scapula. Thank you. What's I up, AJ? You, I knew you would. Um, back from IR. Should see at least limited duty this week. <laughs> Adam, I said duty. Uh, Adam Thielen, we talked about him already with the hamstring. He missed Monday Night Football and might miss the Detroit game as well. His last catch was also against Detroit. That was back on October 20th. That touchdown catch in week seven. Ironically, the last time Tyler Lockett caught a football as well. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Julio Jones, uh, with his shoulder injury, looks like he'll return for the Falcons this week. Same with Austin Hooper, we think. We do think Austin Hooper is. That would sure be nice for him to be back in time for the playoffs. And welcome back, Evan Engram. Is that for sure, too? There's no way. Not for sure, but he's expected back on Monday No one's seen Evan Engram in weeks. He's back in the practice field. So you're going to want to watch. Oh, it does say expected to play Monday. You're going to want a pivot for Evan Engram. You're going to want a pivot. Just in case. I think a pivot is a thing. Privet Drive is where Harry Potter lives. He and Alicia Manning will make sweet music again on Monday night. All right. Where do you guys want to start with all that? The Panthers situation? I'm sorry. I blacked out. What? Um, No. uh, Honestly, the only thing about this Panthers situation, I don't think they're going to change a whole lot from what they're doing schematically. I'm keeping an eye on what appears to be a slightly wearing down Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. I mean – Dropped a couple of passes against Washington that you know you don't you normally don't see that out of him and um, could just be a lack of you know lost concentration on the, on those plays. But it's like, I mean, you were worried seeing him. You you love seeing him get that work for your fantasy team, but now that it's the fantasy playoffs and uh, the chickens may be coming home to roost, it's you know it's not like he's a guy you're benching. But from a DFS standpoint, I'm gonna I, I think it's fade it's fade, fade season time. on. Uh, 
Christian yeah. McCaffrey. And I had a lot price. of McCaffrey last week, and that was that was a regret. Yeah, no, a lot of people did, but yeah, I don't. I, I don't know, Tuvi. Do you have any? Do you, I feel like the team's going to be what it is. I mean, maybe we see. Will They've Greer already had. To, I mean, they had to pivot their offense from what Cam Newton does well yeah. to what Kyle Allen can do. So you're right. I don't think anything changes schematically. the The question is: Is Ron Rivera, Cam Newton, a package deal? Because Ron Rivera is going to have a job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and, and probably a head coaching job. And is that where Cam Newton lands? I mean, does he buy Ron Rivera two years to hmm. draft another mm-hmm. quarterback? Yeah. That's a good point. We and, shall and see. Greg Olson yeah, absolutely is is headed yeah. to a booth. Maybe maybe this week. I mean, he yeah, did, he's done be. it in season the last couple of years. So. Well, and it, I mean, it is worth noting. Ian Thomas is a uh, pretty decent play if you are uh, in trouble at tight end. You know, with the with the injuries and just general ineffectiveness of the position. If if Greg Olson's out, Ian Thomas is definitely a top twelve type of tight end, and certainly on the DFS sites where he's min price, it's going to be very very popular. Who got the pretzel? They've got Atlanta this week. I'm going to share that pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We talked about Gardner Minshew quite a bit already. How about Drew Locke? Any any reaction to his debut with the Broncos? I'm glad that he has... It was Cortland not shy Sutton about bailed throwing him to Cortland Sutton. Exactly. That's his stud, and he went right to knew where to throw it. That's that's key for a, a backup or, or a guy that, you know, I think he's got four games to prove he's mm-hmm. build aroundable. I mean. Oh, I like it, that word. Is, is, really is he the guy adjective. that is he the, that finally makes John Elway look like he knew what he was doing <laughs> when he drafted a quarterback because <laughs> his track record hasn't been that great. Uh, yeah. I, I From a fantasy standpoint, it's not like he's a – but I, I I don't like him more than I liked Brandon Allen, and I didn't like Brandon Allen very much. I like that he'll throw jump balls to a really good receiver, but I've got to be in pretty desperate situations to trust him. You know, even on a, in a DFS standpoint, like he's maybe a tournament play if you're playing a ton of lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and Noah Fant, or you know, uh, or Sutton. That, or Sutton, Sutton's yeah. probably going to price himself out. So. Right. Yep, that's what I say. All right, the Giants situation, we've got Daniel Jones hurt. We've got Eli Manning starting this week. We've got Evan Ingram coming back. We've got Saquon Barkley fading. We've got Golden Tate still with that concussion. Here's my prediction on the Giants. Pain. Daniel Jones does not play again this year. Eli Manning goes 2-2 two and two because his career record right now is 116 and 116. He's going to mm-hmm. hang him up at an absolute <clears throat> meh. Well, and I'm not. I mean, I'm only half joking. Like Yolo, Eli. Why not? Yeah. I, I have a feeling he's gonna just be very, you know, loose and have fun. And I, but he won't look like he's having. Yeah. Fun. How can you <laughs> He'll tell? Look very pain. <laughs> but uh, that was my predict. That's why I said pain for the prediction. But now I gotcha. It's not like he doesn't have weapons. He's got guys to throw the ball to. It's and well, when he's not under pressure, sure everyone's aren't concussed that particular week. <clears throat> True. Well, if, if Tate is indeed back this week and Ingram as expected, then we've that's, got that's a the two of them and Shepard. Yep, Shepard and Barkley all together for and, and Darius Slayton's been okay the first yeah. time all season, and right. and Darius Slayton, of course, he's yeah. I mean, really I'm, Eli might not be accurate. I mean, he hasn't been accurate in a long time, but he might you never know. Go out there and have some fun. All right. Uh, talk about the Vikings situation a little bit here. Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Of course, if you haven't well, picked up Delvin's backup. Yeah, right we talked about Madison last week and how he, <laughs> him and Rashad Penny were kind yes. of in the lead there for the the backup to pick up the and top number one handcuff. And lo at and this behold. Point, yeah, yeah. If you, if you didn't listen last week, exactly. uh, 
Yeah, it's probably – well, it's not quite too late because he was still a 50-50 Madison, yeah. available. I, I grabbed Madison in, in one league mm-hmm. yep. for the playoff run. I'm not a Cook owner, but even though Cook says, hey, I'm going to play, A, this week it's the Lions mm-hmm. who they've beaten four straight. They pretty much own and can probably beat yeah. with – a quarter and a half from yeah. Cook, you know, get up right. and then just force feed Madison. And I, then going yeah. forward, one more hit. Yeah. I mean, the, one more hit on that clavicle. In the right spot. And yeah. he's, he's, he's going to be right back Even with, with Cook saying he's in, and if he is in this week, Madison to me is a top 30 type of play. He's a, you know, he's a running back three I flex agree. type at I least. Agree. How about the Chiefs' backfield? We've got Damian Williams with the <sighs> nurse pass. with the – Ribs, we've got Daryl Williams with the hamstring. He's probably not going to play. We've got LaShawn McCoy looking like ugh, like he can maybe score from the one or two-yard line, and that's about all he can do right yeah. now. And it, It's weird. It, to just me, avoid? Avoid it all? I don't altogether. know. It really, to me, depends on which dominoes fall, right? Because if Daryl Williams. They're in Williams, New England. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough, it, it is a tough matchup here. But if, if Damian Williams doesn't go and Daryl Williams, it's not looking like, will go. I think that you can still play LaShawn McCoy and hope for a touchdown and a few targets. You know, you don't have high expectations. If Daryl Williams, or excuse me, if Damian Williams plays, I think that I actually like him over McCoy just because he might catch a few passes, but mm-hmm. it depresses the value of both of those guys, in my opinion. And yeah. Dar- I wanted to like Darwin Thompson, but then they signed Spencer Ware, and it's like I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling that lucky. I yeah. just get confused when I go to pick one up, and I don't know which is which, so I just avoid it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the Johnsons from Die Hard. The, the Chris, two, that Christmas the two movie. FBI agents, yeah, yeah. It's that time of year. Uh, should we, should we talk about the Dolphins? Yeah, there are. Um, there, the Jets Everybody, are staying all, home. They're in New York. Why? But I'm in town to play the Dolphins. They are. In town. Town. That's the, the only the reason I brought them up. Exactly. Because we could play that. That and Kalen Ballage's uh, fantasy value goes up. <laughs> By goes going on, on the IR. Because he, he opens up a roster spot for people that <laughs> I think have. that's probably about. <laughs> yeah. My God, if you're still hanging on to Kalen Ballage at this point. Yeah, big mistake. But we'll talk a little Patrick Laird in 50-50. So yes, we will. We'll move um, on there. Steelers situation with James Conner maybe coming back and Juju maybe not coming back this week, but maybe the following week. Who knows? Sounded like Schuster was, was less likely than yep. Conner. So yes. I, I wouldn't bank on Juju, which, again, we'll touch on in 50-50 based on a guy I grabbed. And you seem at least willing to play the ponies that uh, Connor's not going to go. I, I don't think he's going to, no. Um, I, I, you know, when we talk Benny Snell, that's all assuming Connor doesn't play. If Connor is back, I still rank him higher. But I am in no way comfortable. I would play Alexander Madison over James Connor in a heartbeat because – he takes one hit. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of the Dalvin Cook situation, but worse. Uh, the Colts situation, uh, we were all queued up to talk about Jonathan Williams, Where what happened to him last week, why did they go yeah. away from him, and now Marlon Mack is coming back to, we, we think, us all. To, to make that a, a moot point, return of the Mack. Exactly. He lied to me. <laughs> uh, Colts? I still, I mean, Marlon Mack to me, if he's back, is a run, solid Two upper tier running back two this week. Agreed. Smoke him if you got him. And we'll touch on uh, things you can the uh, receiver ramifications in fifty fifty. Yep. Uh, John Ross. Hey, John Ross is back. Makes Auden Tate not really playable. Who had John Ross getting injured 
going on IR and coming back before AJ Green. Yeah, that was. The, uh, you might have gotten plus exactly. eight nine hundred on that bet. I drafted John Ross for my fifty fifty team this week. So All right, well, uh, we'll, we'll let you of, we'll let you talk about him in a little bit. A little bullish on him. Let's see. Uh, the, and last but not least, the the Falcons situation with <laughs> Julio Jones looking like he'll play in Austin Hooper. Coming back, and I saw Kelvin Ridley's nursing a toe injury too. We uh, throw that just something to keep an eye on. So if maybe, that's maybe if that's a turf toe situation, I don't know that. But uh, with Austin Hooper coming back and Ridley maybe a little hobbled, are you, we are we fading Ridley? You're saying don't wad up Russell Gage and throw him into the garbage just yet? <laughs> maybe. I uh, we talked about our dynasty league, and I'm a this year not so proud owner of Julio <laughs> Jones and Devontae at Devontae Freeman, excuse me. And you best believe I'm going to be playing a DFS tournament lineup that has those two with Matt Ryan because they are going off this week now that now I am that you're not in the playoffs. The last three, excuse me, um, the last time I did not make the playoffs in this league, my team was the highest scoring in the entire league for the final three weeks of the season. So, all right. I well, see that so coming. name your team. L- no, list I, them I'm, off right now because we're all playing yeah, yeah, DFS. Was, Zach Ertz and Hunter okay. Henry are probably going to be the top two tight ends. Clearly. Okay. Brandon Cooks is going to have a nice comeback game. Absolutely. I'm a little worried about the Brady Edelman stack I have on that team, but Jameis is going to light it up. Of course. Yeah, but Mitch every, might have a game. Everybody wrote off Brady last week. Now he's he's done. He's too old. Maybe. And you know what he does oh, that'll right, fire him right after right and, after everybody yeah. jumps off the bandwagon. And then Jordan Howard will come back, and he's going to rush for a couple of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just how All it right. works, man. It's Hope just how everybody's it goes. writing these names down. Yeah. Put them in your DFS. I will. Now. Just don't play in the same tournament as me. I don't want to tie for first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it for news. We got through. We got through the good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, a lot going on. Uh, let's. Uh, I, I want to start with man. We really should finish with Bo because we might not get through the other two. With I the think I agree. Bo's has definitely got. Let's, let's have two V. <laughs> oh, great! Odin's Raven. <laughs> Do I have to bleep that out? Are we? A, are we? A kid no, because nobody knows what okay. Bo's talking about yet. <laughs> but I swore, and they're not, right. not going to rewind. Um, two V, you talk first about your whatever. Yeah, I want. We we talk a little bit about the process on here and. It's, it's big, especially on DFS Twitter, about you know, how you trust the process and, and reaching your decision. And even if you don't necessarily get the results you want. But uh, there, were, there were analysts all over last week, and they weren't necessarily taking victory laps. In fact, in the case of the guy who admitted that uh, he played Sam Darnold over Deshaun Watson, he was, he was doing the opposite. He said, this was my process and, and why I benched Watson going against the Patriots. And um, the other one was... Uh, a uh, guy who started, uh, it was DJ Moore, DJ Chark, and then uh, there was another flex. And they were all reasonably good uh, options over mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. But I, I just wanted to throw out there the process because, for me, the process is pretty simple. How comfortable do I feel with my lineup? You know, if my quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Gardner Minshew, how comfortable will I be knowing that I lost my first-round playoff game because I benched Aaron Rodgers even though he had bad weather mm-hmm. or a bad match or whatever? I mean, Am I going to think, man, that was really stupid? Mm -hmm. Then I don't do it. Then I I go with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not always a start-your-studs kind of guy, but Mm -hmm. that seems to be the direction I lean, which in this case, Watson over Darnold would have probably worked out okay for me. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, DeAndre Hopkins did manage to throw a touchdown pass or or pitch or whatever he did. But, you know, the the process certainly did. I think I probably would have 
gone DJ Moore or that, given that matchup. I don't think I would have gone DJ Chark. So I guess I wanted to throw out there, discuss your process or how much you buy into the process. Or it's like a Linda Richmond, discuss. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll just be over here eating uh, Christmas cookies. I used to be much more of a never bench your studs type of guy, but uh, now I do... I do look at the matchup more when it comes to at least considering benching my studs. And actually, last week, uh, I did – Matt Ryan's a, kind of a stud. Cordy's having a nice year. Uh, I benched him in favor of Ryan Tannehill, who's just been absolutely on fire lately. Um, didn't work out. <laughs> Matt Ryan had a really nice game on Thanksgiving against the Saints. And I, that, just a I few which, onsides kicks. Yeah. Oh, man. That <laughs> uh, was amazing. And Tannehill wasn't bad. It's just that he threw for less than 200 yards. So uh, that one worked against me. So I, that's the most recent example I can think of. But I, I'm not just a blindly always bench your studs. Just always start, or always your, start stud. your studs. And, and – <laughs> And, bad, and, bad never, and never even yeah. consider. Your studs. That got, <laughs> that's that got we, we, fired. I, exactly. I used to. We used to have. A, we used to have an article uh, called "Bench Bench Your Studs." Uh, Poor guy. At, at, <laughs> He's had a pretty nice career. Yeah. That, that's writing, why I said that. Sure, so um, just and the whole purpose. Whole purpose of the article was just uh, kind of what we're pick talking one, about here pick is one pick, stud. Pick, picking a stud that you would normally start every week without question and. Finding a reason why you might want to consider benching, and I believe week. his first and only was like Ladanian Tomlinson against the Ravens <laughs> defense, which was the number one defense <laughs> in the history of football at that point, and he scored three touchdowns yeah. or something like yeah, that. That like, didn't work out. Yeah, that was a short-lived article. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out okay for him. He, he found yeah. success other areas. It, this is the. Uh, I mean, really, it's it, to me. It comes down to how are you defining your stud, your stud players, and that's really what's been, I guess. The what's changed for me over the years is that list has just thinned out quite a bit. Yes, like DeAndre Hopkins is still on that list for me. Um, I, regardless of the receiver and the matchup in question, I would still play him. Julio Jones is still. I mean, if he, I mean, this this week's a perfect example. Julio Jones is coming off of an injury, and who knows how bad it was. Bad enough that he didn't play last week, and if he takes a you know, bad shot in this one. It's not like he hasn't had bad games before, but he's just too good of a player and targeted too much for me to um, be comfortable with the <laughs> the ramifications that could come from from benching him. And so it's it is the I mean it's the cliche you know the hill you're going to die on or what sort of you're willing to fall on whatever. And it's it's being very selective with who those guys are. I think that the quarterback position really doesn't offer that outside of Lamar Jackson um, because even Patrick Mahomes if there there are situations in which I'd bench Patrick Mahomes this week even though he's Patrick Mahomes because he's playing in New England mm-hmm. and that that team doesn't necessarily need him to go crazy in that game because of what New, New England's office is going now I'm still going to start him in most cases because I do think there's shootout potential there but I guess what I'm what I'm getting at there is even at like the the running back position, it's a it's a thin group as well. It's the the guaranteed touch guys, you know. Um, but even there, I'm willing to parse that list even more because if a Todd Gurley is technically the workhorse, but with that offensive line against a tough team, I might have an option that 
I could make a pretty good argument for Alexander Madison over Todd Gurley in this week. You know, I don't think I would personally do it, but I could make the argument. And so I'd be comfortable with that decision being made and being wrong. I wouldn't feel, as long as I thought about it, as long as I spend time thinking about it and, and I'm happy with why I made the decision, I'll live with the result. Yeah, you bring it full circle. That's exactly how I feel. How, how comfortable am I with that decision? It's not, it's not like Bo said, just a, hey, he's a stud. I, I plug him in. You give it some thought. And if it doesn't work out, you like I can't remember the, the dude on Twitter that uh, admit it. I mean, an analyst that admits, he said, hey, I started <coughs> Sam Darnold, and here's why, over mm-hmm. over Deshaun Watson, which on the surface sounds crazy, and here's why I was comfortable with it. Yeah. Like, hey, if you're comfortable with that, you know, congratulations. Yeah. It didn't work. Way to step up and take the bullet and yeah. go get take him next the week. Yep. I think my, my favorite process tweet, I think this was Denny Carter. I'm not positive, but he was like, my process in starting Kenny Galladay this week was my internet went out, and I couldn't get my my, <laughs> my lineup uh, fixed in time. And I so wish he left mine Galladay had gone out. <laughs> Somebody, uh, Bo, you talk about yours while I – actually, no. Can I order a Goliath King <laughs> Actually, suit? I was going to talk about one Thank more you. thing on this point. Well, well All right, go ahead. you're done ordering. It was, anyway. a, it was a fast order. Away. But just real quick, uh, uh, the point another, you brought up about the, the number of unbenchable <laughs> players has really shrunk over mm-hmm. the years, and, and that's – Absolutely true. I mean, I've been doing the fantasy football thing for over 30 years, and it used to be way different. There used to be so many running backs that you would never never bench Emmett Smith, as John the Commissioner Habermeyer used to say. Uh, there were so many stud running backs, and you would never think of benching. Mm-hmm. And now, as we all know, there, everything's a committee. There are very few stud running backs that get uh, 20 carries every week. And now there are so many more quarterbacks that, right. you know, you, you've got a you, Lamar Jackson, but everybody else beyond that is like, well, yeah, I, I could start him. Or there's like 14, mm-hmm. could say other really good <laughs> quarterbacks I could good catch. pivot to this week. So uh, it usually comes down to the wide receivers where I still think there are a number of, of studs like, like Julio Jones and mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins where you just you, you got to start them every week. But uh, anyways, just – historical perspective from an old guy here that it really has <laughs> has changed over the years what what's your whatever maj i'm gonna um, go over here and eat my apple my uh my, take my dentures out mine was actually driven i i had two i wanted to talk about um we'll see if i got time for my second one the the first one is a, a bit more um applicable to everyone but it's because that this is this is the start of the playoffs. Whether your team made the fantasy playoffs or not, this is really a good time to take stock of your leagues. And the, what prompted this was one of the DLF, or, uh, gosh, maybe an IDP guy. There's somebody, one of the industry guys in the IDP space. Thank you. Had um, a note on Twitter that he was not only leaving his post, um, you know, writing and analyzing fantasy football, but he was just going to stop playing altogether after this year. And it's just it. It's been a drag, not fun for him. Doesn't even like setting lineups anymore. Oh, yeah. And it's I saw that. and um, the, I mean, there's been discuss- discussions that have kind of spun off of that. But it, I, I wanted to bring it up because with the way you know, with the way fantasy has grown, and there's so many ways to play now that the the season long piece of it for me is I I like to win. I'm competitive, and I like money, but. It is so much more the social aspect. And Dave Bergeron, who joins us generally once a year in the preseason to talk about that, you know, with his uh, Gentleman's League, um, you know, I mean, he really makes that point. He puts the, uh, a real fine point on that and uh, how this is really about more than just playing fantasy football. And if you are to the point where, you know, 
it is frustrating for you. You're just you don't feel like you have the time to make the right decision or put the thought into it, and it's just you're not enjoying it. Now's the time to process that because what happens is come August, everybody's so fired up about football fantasy football and oh it's draft season and it's so great every you know and you, you it's it's almost like having having kids you know this too but you forget how what it was like all the struggles <laughs> early on and then uh you know when we had the second one it's like did this did all this stuff happen the first time it's like yeah yeah it did um <laughs> but it, so the the point is look at what you've got going on and think about your alternative options like for me I've pared down. Like I said, I'm only in four season-long leagues. When I mean, not counting like fishbowl or like expert leagues that I'm in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's you know folks I'm friends with and I want to stay in touch with. And I'm going to be playing in more best ball. Like I've continued to grow kind of my best ball portfolio. That to me is Again, perfect that's for. You could say there you go. Yeah. That that is perfect for the, say the player. The, Ooh, the, no, you don't be, want yeah, that. Yeah, that's mean. not a brisk. Um, <laughs> The uh, <laughs> you set me up for that. Nice. Uh, when I get super fired up in August, like I talk about, I think a lot of people are in that boat. Maybe not, but like it's draft season. It's I want to play as much as possible. It's hot in August, but the best. So you can take everything that you love about fantasy football. You can get through best ball in August if you are. By the time you hit December, and you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Well, you <laughs> haven't been doing it because after you draft, you're done. And then yeah. you go back and see what happens. So that's an all you know that's an alternative for you. You mentioned the guillotine thing. I mean, that's fun just to change up the the style that you're playing if you've never played in something like that. Like I've really enjoyed it this year. I've I've got one of four teams left in that, and that's that's been a lot of fun. But that is still something that you have to be active in. And I'm not you know necessarily in that with people I know. Um, so that that's kind of falls in the same line as you know if you're getting tired of some of your season long leagues that you know maybe that's not for you but take stock of it because you you know you know it's supposed to be fun you're supposed to be having a good time and if you're not having a good time make it so you are all right let's bounce over to both for- <laughs> once once again something that can be said during the podcast or <laughs> If you're not having a fun time, make it so you are. Oh, All right. This, this is no longer a rated E show on, on the iTunes. Oh, my uh, goodness. This is delicious. We're at Week at Torse, so I figured uh, with the season winding down, the playoffs looming here, time to to take a look back at the season. And so in Week at Torse here, I'm going to take a look back at the biggest busts of the season. And right, right. now is when we want to turn off John Tooby's yeah. mic. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my all bus team, and I'll try to cruise through this. Yes. And I, I base this on uh, I, I found some ADP rankings from the preseason, um, and just comparing uh, where they were then to where they are now in, in terms of their overall scoring. And at quarterback, Baker Mayfield was my choice. Uh, on fa- uh, he was uh, QB4 in ADP just before the season started Too high. in half-point PPR. <laughs> Generally in that top five or six, though, across the board. But right now he's in the QB18-19 range. Yeah. Uh, his, his recent spurt has, has helped his overall stats. But in his first eight games, guys, he had zero games with multiple touchdown passes. And that just doomed anybody. <laughs> Who has who had him as their uh, number one quarterback this so my, my my runners up for for bust of the year quarterback Jared Goff and Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, I don't know, 
John, you're you're there. I was all over the Philip Rivers yeah, you, one. You, well, I think we've all been Rivers apologists for a long time. To be maybe most of all of us, and this thing on again. Hey, guess who got reinstated? <laughs> <laughs> not, not officially. Not officially. <laughs> That's a, such a great commercial. Well, here's here's the most telling so thing that I noticed about Rivers is on the list of quarterbacks available in more than fifty percent of leagues. Philip Rivers was on that list, and none of us drafted him. Mm-hmm. We took yep. guys to be mentioned later mm-hmm. yep. over Philip Rivers. All right, my running backs, David Johnson. Oh, I'm going to fight you on that one. He was good for a while. He start, well, his, his ADP. His a, he did not meet ADP expectations. This, well, is, and unless, unless <laughs> this is what a bust is all about here, guys. This is about a guy who was ranked at running yeah. back five ADP, and you guys both liked David Johnson more I than I did mm-hmm. this season. And right now he's running back 28. He had five RB1 finishes before he got hurt. He has five touchdowns this year and 317 rushing yards. Yeah, the totals are not pretty. I mean, no. The, I, I, I'm not disagreeing that he's a bust based on how things have turned out, but I still blame this 100% on the injury, yep. not well, on him being bad. And, and, and these uh, several of the guys I'm going to mention have had injuries, but that doesn't change the fact okay. that they didn't All live right. up to the, the fact that Tape you, it up and get back out there. You drafted him in the God. first round of your draft, and he screwed you this year. Now David Johnson's being dropped in leagues. All right, there's there's a bigger yeah, one than David Fox. Johnson. Let's James Conner is my other running back oh, bust man. of the year. You missed the boat. I've got a couple runners up here. Um James Conner running back 6 ADP to start the season, and he's um, at running back 25, which is actually higher than David Johnson. 390 rushing yards only for James Conner this year. Again, injuries, but still, he was a bust. He didn't pay up, pan out for you. My runner-up here is the guy who I initially had on this list, but I backed off of it, Le'Veon Bell, who was right behind them at running back 7 ADP. His 55 receptions have saved his season. He has yeah. four total touchdowns this year and zero games over 70 rushing yards for a running back who won in the first the round. Okay, r- running right. back did I, I miss? Right city, wrong team. Saquon Barkley, who is the number one overall on many yep. draft boards. High uh, ankle I'm, sprain. I mentioned David Johnson had five RB1 finishes this year. Saquon Barkley's had three. Okay. He had three RB1 finishes. That's not what you spend. All right. He's my for. flex. He's my, you, <laughs> you can flex him. He's my flex and bust. I think we got to throw an honorable mention, and it's not, again, like we didn't see this coming, but Sony Michelle and James White, neither of whom I believe track in the top 24 backs and of the year. Neither of them were well, but ranked nearly a, as high as a in team, ADP. As a team, the Patriots have the sixth most fantasy points for running backs. And, and they don't have an every, uh, you know, RB2. People yeah. loved Sony Michelle as an RB2. Love James White as an RB2. I guess so. I'm not people. But that people was, helping yeah, people. that was, they, got, their, their ADP wasn't up there just right. because no, nobody no. nobody knows which Patriot back to start. What do you got a wide receiver? Odell Beckham Jr., Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster. Yep. Check, check. Uh, a, a, combi- a combined yeah, five touchdowns between the two of them yeah. and three 100-yard games between the two of them. And runner-up Antonio Brown. There Just go. There you go. No. Now, now get this. Tight end. O.J. Howard. Done. Can, can we agree on Done. that? Done. <laughs> One touchdown. Done. Check. Um, he was tight end four in ADP. Oh. Listen to five through 11 in ADP yeah. going into the season. Evan Ingram. Good. Hunter Henry. Good. Jared Cook. Good. Vance McDonald. Okay. David Njoku. 
Eric Ebron and Delaney Walker. Yuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> None of those not, guys panned out. Good. None of them. And we've been Henry's t- been. Uh, I got Henry and Ingram both have had their yes. injury struggles, yeah. but uh, they've been an, good. As an Ingram in order yeah. in, in several leagues, <laughs> very very disappointing. Tight ends are tight ends are tough tough place that, to live. We've been talking about tight, end tight ends being a disaster all yeah. year. Although I will add though that a number of them young guys have stepped up here towards the end of the season, and uh, we've been drafting a lot of them in fifty fifty. Well, and, and a lot of streaming options have yes. presented themselves. Yeah. The Ryan Griffins, the Ooh. Caden Smiths, the Gusecki. I mean, okay. we, uh, we, we're going to be talking to Scott and Skip about their fantasy uh, lineups at the end here because we got to help. They're out here uh, joining us. we got to help them set their, their uh, well, wh- fantasy playoff lineups. We the two most glaring options on For the bus? Oh, list. sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't Shakira mean to move on Shakira and quick. Salma Hayek were, were definitely on my list. Good. No, no additional commentary needed. Uh, <laughs> I the reason I brought up the fantasy lineups is because my other whatever was. I'm curious. This is another sort of strategy thing. I'm just curious on your take. I, I'm a Rashad Penny owner in a league where David Johnson was my number one back, uh, and so I've been kind of piecing things together there. I'm in the playoffs this week against the team. Yeah, uh, the the team I'm going against has Carson, uh, Chris Carson. And I'm trying to decide, like, this is not a in a vacuum decision because of that, as far as I'm concerned. It's if he plays Chris Carson and I play Penny and Chris Carson goes off, I'm at such a big disadvantage Mm -hmm. that I don't feel like the advantage in the other direction is necessarily worth the risk. Now, we don't have a great gauge on things there based on how Monday night went because they ran the ball, what, 43 GD <laughs> times? Like, it was insane, and they're probably not going to have that kind of opportunity again. And it was Penny that ended up with the better fantasy day. Mm-hmm. Well, Carson was hurt. He For, only I mean, missed, he came, like, a series. He came yeah, back. he yeah, came back. Right. So I'm I'm just curious on, you know, given that, that type of situation, I mean, so he's definitely – the guy you're playing against is definitely starting Carson. I'm 99% sure he's going to. And so okay. you've got Penny with 14 touches two weeks ago, 19 touches last week. Meanwhile, you know, with Carson because he's had the uh, – he's had a little, little fumbleitis. It's not uh, It's not been great for him. But, I mean, he's still against Minnesota, 24 touches. He had 23 carries, so yeah. it's not like he was punished. Um, so, I, like I said, I'm at a – I'm in a situation where my running backs aren't that great, but because of that Carson factor, I feel like it's not just a plug-and-play penny, even if he's my best RB2 this week. I agree with that, but I want to know who you're pivoting to. Yeah. I mean, there's there's only so much further down the list I would go. I would go back to the age-old strategy of deciding – which of my running backs is going to score more points that week? Oh, wow. smart. That's smart. Well, no, like <laughs> right now. that guy. I, like, seriously, it's not great. Josh Jacobs, Benny Snell, Ronald Jones, Rashad Penny, Latavius Murray. Those are basically my other options. Or those are my, that's who I'm choosing from outside of Well, Josh Jacobs Penny. isn't I mean, automatically in. Jacobs is automatically okay. in, so I'm betting, you know, right, it's one spot. You're scaring me for just a second. No, but like with Snell, I mean, if, if Connor doesn't come back, I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm playing Snell ahead yep. of Penny. Yep. Because I don't need the advantage if Penny were to, right. you know, have the better. You have game. the advantage if if Penny has a big yeah. game on your bench. It means Carson right. doesn't have a big game right. for him so. most likely. All right, fair enough. All right, we uh, we should talk fifty fifty before we let uh, 
Scott and Skip asked their question. So let's go to 50-50. These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next, John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. At the 50-50 mark in the show, too. Wow, that was... Creepy. And then we'll talk Van Halen in about a minute. Nice. Um, Lots and lots of good options. Again, last week, the the list of the the best, Ryan Tannehill, James Washington, Anthony Miller, Peyton Barber, Robbie Anderson, Benny Snell, Debo Samuel, Jack Doyle, Rudolph, uh, Kyle, not Mason, uh, Rashad Penny, and Jason Myers were all on 50-50 That's like all the players we drafted. I mean, we did have Darnold, Jonathan Williams, the Panthers, Foles, Eagles, DST. So there were a couple duds in there. And that Panthers D laid a huge. I mean, they're not a good defense. We were playing them. I think that was your your defense, and you were playing the matchup. Right, right. It, no. but I was following – I don't want to throw fantasy labs under the bus, but I was blind, <laughs> blindly following them as the number one – no, I mean, exactly. It was a matchup that against yes. that quarterback, Luke Keekley should yeah. have been in his pocket picking everything, mm-hmm. and they just got boat raced. Uh, before we talk about our lineups, we do want to also note fantasy draft. There is still time to go use that code FFPARTY. Again, just like we talked about with fantasy labs, you know, as your teams are kind of falling off here with the the fantasy playoffs, if they, you know you didn't make the playoffs or you know you lose this week or next week, now is the time to uh, if you you need your fantasy fix, go to fantasy draft and do it. Use that code FF party for a seven day free trial of rake free fantasy football. I was giving money away with my uh, main slate fifty fifty team last week. It's so the giving season, it, yeah. I would luckily I was much You're much giving. better in the uh, the afternoon Again, and Monday slate. Can... Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I've, I'm in there every week. One dollar head to heads. Again, something one one two. M H S H one one two username. We're gonna have to cancel this, this, this whole show. <laughs> Tubi, you had first pick this week. I did 50/50. have first pick. Why don't you I go did, first? I did not spend it on a quarterback, but when I did take a quarterback, I went with the beard. I went with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because I'm on me. He's in town to play the mm, Jets. No. He is. Because he is on the Dolphins. Uh, 11-9 on fantasy draft. Three touchdowns the last time he saw Gang Green. Uh, quote came out from him today. His confidence is at an all-time high. Why wouldn't it be? For that dude. I mean, if you saw what he That's dressed like something. last year and that, that is... beard. If his confidence at an all-time He's high. like, I've won games with the Dolphins. I want that dude in my lineup. Two 300-yard games, five <laughs> touchdowns, plus a rushing touchdown in his last three outings. He is my 50-50. I'm, a bit, I'm just a fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. How can you not be? He's great. Well, and his – what's the rest of his playoff schedule here, too? He's got he, – he's not, It's not a bad uh, schedule yeah, he's, he's got. He's got the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. Yep. So oh. he's uh, – so Memo to <laughs> self. Bookmark Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> for future I, weeks as well. Total sidebar here, but with Devontae Parker being as good as he's been, I mean, oh. he was a 50-50 stalwart for oh us before gosh. he was yeah. no longer applicable. But, but, I mean, last year we kind of – we're like, well, he's got really good receivers with, with Evans and Godwin, and so he's going in there, YOLO, whatever. And, I mean, Preston Williams was doing well with him, and then when Williams is gone, Parker's, you know, obviously had such a great uh, second half and more than second half of the season. I mean, wherever Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting next year, I'm going to be I'm, – I'm not necessarily <laughs> advocating for Fitzpatrick because the the way the quarterback landscape is, but – the top receiver there is going to be bumped up a few spots in my rankings because he's proving that he will throw it to his best guy and give them an opportunity. And, and we'll, we'll Parker, we I won't believe, leave. Uh, is a free agent after yes, this season, isn't yes, he? And a package deal. So maybe Ron Rivera 
Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh, wait. They you two can't, quarterbacks. You can't have him there. with Cam Newton. Yeah, you can't do that. They could. Well, Fitzpatrick would be the backup to Cam Newton, and then when Cam gets hurt. There you go. Uh, Riverboat Ron and, and Fitzmagic together. Oh, oh my man. goodness. <laughs> I'd have a new favorite team. All right, Bo. All right, I will go next. Uh, my quarterback's Ryan Tannehill again, going back to Tannehill for the second straight week. Of course, he had his statistically worst game in a month and a half last week, but he still had a couple of touchdown passes and uh, completed over 70% of his passes. Uh, it's an easier matchup this week, though. He's get, he has the Raiders, and then yep. uh, as we're looking ahead, he has Houston next week. Let so, me show you what the turkey hole is. I don't two, think we had any Raiders, so you two, said Raiders. Two pretty good weeks uh, coming up here for Ryan Tannehill, and he is – QB5, according to Fantasy Labs, mm. this week for fantasy draft purposes in their cash games. So uh, they love him for DFS purposes. And, and once you know it, he's, come, like I said, coming off his mm-hmm. worst quote-unquote game in a month and a half, uh, even though it still was a pretty pretty good game, pretty good showing for him. So yeah. uh, plug him into your DFS lineups and your um, Superflex yeah. lineups. Well, Sam Darnold was uh, not great last week, but he is staying in New York. Why? I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. He is the 11,300 at Fantasy Draft. The quarterback three in the cash game model nice. over at Fantasy Labs for this week. Miami's allowing the second most fantasy points to quarterback this season. Darnold just one interception his last four games. He went for 261 and one at Miami November 3rd. This is a it's it's weird in in sort of dissecting his stats. He's had. 32 or fewer pass attempts in six of his last eight games played, and normally you want the passing volume, you know, to kind of set the floor. But the thing is with <laughs> with Darnold, he has multiple touchdown passes in four of those games with the low, you know, 32 or fewer attempts. He's had three games with 39 or more attempts, just two combined touchdown passes in those three games. Mm. So basically, when they ask him to throw too much, he goes off the rails. Uh, when it's a nice, you know, good good game script or what you know, the running the running game is complementing the passing game. Darnold uh, Darnold can play well, and I think Le'Veon Bell can have a decent game here, and Sam Darnold can as well. Tuvi, for my running backs, I went with Darius Geis against the Packers, ten thousand three hundred dollars on fantasy draft. Uh, eight, 11, and 12 touches since his return. 129 yards, two rushing touchdowns last week. The Packers have allowed uh, 155 running back yards from scrimmage per game over their last four tilts, plus five running back touchdowns. So even if he's sharing a little bit with Chris Thompson, who's back, and Adrian, Adrian. Peterson, I still Geist like looked uh, really good last yeah, week. Yeah, he looked pretty fast. and uh, I don't know how he's still available in 50%. Of, he was, is just it over was 50%. shocking to plays for Washington. I believe that's why he was the first overall pick. And then we've uh, alluded to this during the show. My other running back is Alexander Madison against the Lions. $8,100 that clearly priced before uh, oh, Delvin yeah. Cook yep, left yep. the game. Good value. Uh, seven touches in, in his previous game against Detroit. Uh, where Cook went off for 25 carries, 142 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't think Cook sees that kind of volume, which means uh, opportunity, especially if you've got a suitable back, like, say, Madison, why would you throw a guy with a bad shoulder in there at the goal line where Madison does some good work and Lions have allowed seven running back touchdowns in the last five games? like that. All right, I've got uh, three running backs. One of Three! Talked about ad nauseum already, Rashad Penny, so I won't... Uh, say anything more about him other than the fact that he's owned in only 41% of ESPN leagues. That's as a little of slow. This morning. So, 
Uh, Rashad Penny, great play this week. Uh, not a great DFS play since he's done mm-hmm. so well the past couple weeks. Uh, Peyton Bar- Barber is my second running back. He's I've been considering picking Barber up for three weeks, so that's could have been a regret of mine. He has four touchdowns over his past four games now, including two last week on 17 touches. Now, this came back to the fact that Ronald Jones missed the blitz pickup, so they benched him last week. Bruce Arians has already come out and said, oh, Ronald Jones is still our starter. And Twitter said, BS. <laughs> well, even if he is, if he misses yeah. another blitz pickup. I don't believe done. you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm starting. I would start Peyton Barber if I need a running back yeah. this week. Regardless, I would I'm rank Barber over Jones. Not afraid of the Ronald Jones factor here. Uh, Raheem Mostert is my third running back. He went off last week, yeah, which kind of uh, that was surprising against the Ravens. Tevin Coleman only had six yards on five rushes. Meanwhile, Raheem Mostert with 19 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown looked great. Now, Matt Breda could be back this week. We didn't talk about him, I don't think, in the news segment, but he could be back from his ankle injury. That will complicate things a little bit, but I think there's no question who the hottest hand in this 49ers uh, backfield is right now. So it should be interesting to see if uh, they run him out there for another uh, 15 or so touches or carries again against the Saints. We prefer not as a Tevin Coleman owner in the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, I've got Benny Snell at Arizona, 11-4 at Fantasy Draft, the running back 21 according to Fantasy Labs cash game models. He's now got 39 combined touches the last two weeks. Arizona's got that high pace of play. That's going to help keep that opportunity floor in check for Snell. Uh, the only concern is Samuels could get more run if Arizona offense does happen to play well. They haven't been doing much of that lately. They struggle against good defenses, of which the uh, Steelers have one. And the Cardinals are allowing the ninth most running back fantasy points. So, uh, I'm thinking James Conner just needs to rest it up another week at least. Mm. Uh, I'm going with Patrick Laird against the Jets. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, 8,500. Not really any running back 39, so not a great value over there. But um, you're clearly playing. not worried about the presence of Zach Zenner. No, I am not. Okay. I'm not. Egan just, Zone. Just to clarify, the uh, the playing time went up after Kalen <laughs> Balaj went out. He had 14 touches last week, just five yards on 10 carries. Meanwhile, 43 yards on four catches and five targets. He got a goal line touchdown, caught a two point conversion. The Jets give up the 10th fewest running back fantasy points, but the Dolphins can't score fantasy points on the ground against anybody. So my hope here is they're just going to be passing it to him. Like, I don't expect him to get more than a dozen rushing yards, but I'm hoping for, you know, four or five catches, 50 yards, and maybe even a touchdown here. Wide receiver, Tuvi. I've got trace wide receivers. Uh, We'll start with Zach Pascoe against the Buccaneers, $10,900 on fantasy draft. Uh, we touch on this every week. The Buccaneers have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Ten wide receiver touchdowns the last five weeks. Pascal's coming off a seven-catch, 109-yard performance against Tennessee. Probably no T.Y. Hilton and uh, Paris Hilton is back for more. We might Wait, not. that's something you say during sex. <laughs> we might see. Uh, Paris Campbell is We might back not for see T.Y. Hilton again this season. I, I know. Yeah, he Zach, might be done. Zach Pascal uh, carving out a nice little niche. Uh, also got Cole Beasley. Not a great matchup against Baltimore. $10,200 on fantasy draft baltimore has allowed double digit target games to slot guys like julian edelman cooper cup larry fitzgerald and beasley has back-to-back games with six catches and a touchdown 110 yards last week i gotta believe with uh, the baltimore pressure bearing down on josh allen running or throwing short to cole beasley is going to be a prime option for him my third and final wide receiver james washington in the desert at arizona eleven thousand five hundred dollars on fantasy draft Arizona's allowed a 100-yard wide receiver in four of its last five games. Washington's got a touchdown in two straight in three of his last four. 
Lots of home run opportunity yeah. for the guy who real goes good. duck hunting. I with. like that pick. Yep. All right, Bo. Uh, A.J. Brown is uh, my first wide receiver. His stats have been very volatile, of course, this year, but I couldn't leave uh, Ryan Tannehill naked in my lineup. No, so you don't. Never want that. Never want that. So I had to stack him here with A.J. Brown. Big play opportunities should be there against the Raiders this week. And my other wide receiver guy we mentioned earlier is John Ross of the Bengals coming off IR this week. They say he'll be he'll be out there some, probably on a pitch count a little bit. But, hey, uh, he had a great thing going with Andy Dalton at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season before John Ross got injured and went on IR with that with that scapula injury, but uh, <laughs> um, but given the yes, thank you, you were waiting thank for you. it, so I had to uh, Given the fact that Andy Dalton is kind of in YOLO mode right now, and yeah. what they do with John Ross is say run that way really far, yeah, and I'm just going to wing it very fast. I could I could see that happening against the Brownies this week on a, at least one long bomb. I just saw Annie Sabo on the TV, and we talked Hal Morris earlier in the show. Like our our, ni- our early '90s here. Reds game is strong tonight. Wow. Um, Those aren't householder words. No, uh, I, <laughs> I see what you did. There. <laughs> I'm going with uh, with Robbie Anderson, who is staying in New York City. I'm in town to play the Dolphins. You dumbass. So what he man. says: ten thousand one hundred fantasy labs wide receiver eight this week in their cash game lineups, which is crazy for uh, Robbie Anderson because of the volatility. Um, but Miami's allowing the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. He did have only 33 yards on uh, two catches, four targets when they played at Miami in November. But he's seeing more work lately. He's been a top 20 fantasy receiver in back-to-back weeks now. His target share has gone north of 20%. He was barely over 10% while Jamison Crowder was cleaning up weeks 9 through 11. And the, that worm seems to have turned. So we'll ride uh, Robbie Anderson in this nice matchup. Uh, things you can say, never mind. Uh, Debo at uh, Debo Samuel at New Orleans, 11-5. Uh, not really in play here from a DFS standpoint, but Saints are allowing the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. You figure Mar- uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Lattimore, I don't know, pick a Lattimore, likely to spend more of his time on uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, only six targets in his last two games combined uh, with, with Kittle and Sanders healthy. But Debo has scored in both and combined for 91 yards. So the reason he's you know not really in play from a DFS standpoint is because the ceiling's not there and there's a fairly low floor. But he's had four straight fantasy you know help helper games. You know mm-hmm. what you'd expect. So um, you know if you're throwing a dart here, Debo's not a bad one though. I do like Anthony Miller going against Dallas from a DFS standpoint quite a bit more. He is a Thursday game, so he's not in the main slate, but. Uh, $7,800, Fantasy Labs wide receiver 11. And this is the, honestly, this is more of the, the kind of cash game type of play just because he's had 33 targets his yes. last three weeks. He's got to score one of these times. He only had 30 combined targets the first nine weeks of the season. Yeah. He has more of the last three weeks than his entire of season before that. Uh, you know, the reception yardage both either flat or up in three straight weeks now. He's coming off uh, nine catches, 13 targets, 140 yards. Those were all season highs. Dallas is allowing the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Uh, I, I think that that offense can score some points, obviously, in Dallas, so that Mitch is going to have to throw some interceptions and some balls to uh, <laughs> guys on his team to keep this game going. Also, uh, worth noting, Akeem Hicks might be coming back. He's back in practice. Oh, that would we didn't talk things. about that uh, in the uh, in the show notes uh, earlier, but um, not that that impacts Anthony Miller all that much, but uh, good news for the Bears. Yes. Tuvi? tight ends i know what you're thinking when i took fitz Fitzmag- fitz magic as my quarterback you said john don't leave fitz magic naked 
That is, again, something you can say. Basically almost. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's why I went with Mike Gesicki as my tight end, $9,100. Uh, why, why is he in New York this week? Anyone? Oh, I know why he's in New York. I'm in town to play the Dolphins. Except he's for the you. Dolphins. I know, but anyway. He's not going to play against them. He, he's playing with the Dolphins. Like right. Raj. I don't have that okay. drop. Anyways, he's got <laughs> six or more targets in five straight games, touchdowns in back-to-back games. Uh, he's he's not just a, a – I mean, how is he available in – 50% of leagues at this yeah. time of year with all the tight end injuries because he's he been be. nothing but productive with Fitzmagic and uh, one of the three killer G's at tight end that uh, we've got. So we'll Ooh. go to Bo for his killer yeah, G. Yeah, my, my guy's uh, Dallas Goddard going back to the well again on Dallas Goddard. He continues to see a really good target share. He's got mm-hmm. at least five targets in five straight games in six of his last seven games. Three touchdowns sprinkled in amongst those last seven games. The Giants' stats against tight ends this season are, are really good, and that's what he faces on Monday night. But if you look at who they played, I, I think Kyle Rudolph is the best tight end they've played this year, and that's mm-hmm. back back towards the beginning of the year when Kyle Rudolph was blocking a lot more than catching touchdown I, you passes. Know, they mentioned that on the yeah, broadcast. That once that, in a while, they, they, they point that out. Um, so I like Dallas Goddard. Uh, he's, he's my killer G at, at tight end this week. Maj, who's yours? Uh, Ryan Griffin. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. He's staying home, as you've noticed the theme. Uh, 8,100, Fantasy Labs tight end 15. Um, there are a few better value plays right now, but Miami's allowing the 12th most fantasy points to tight end. Uh, this season, Griffin caught six of eight targets for 50 yards, Not didn't score in their first meeting, but that's, hey, if you knew you could guarantee six catches for 50 yards out of your tight end, you'd sign up for that uh, pretty much any day of the week. Uh, tight ends. You know, they actually should have had a much bigger day against Miami last week. Your guy got it, did all right. Bad drop from Zach Ertz in the red zone. He fell down on another red zone target, had a touchdown stripped out of his hands. Meanwhile, Zach Ertz on my team where I needed to win a game. Um, yeah. Uh, instead, Miami still has just allowed three tight end touchdowns all season. I do think uh, Ryan Griffin can uh, potentially get on the board in this one. Defense special teams, Doobie. All right, we'll wrap and it kicker. up. And kicker. And kicker. Yeah. yeah, just knock them all out. All right. Well, special teams is kicker, <laughs> yeah. really, when you think about it. It is. I'm it's going science. With, I'm I going thought with, that was defense. <laughs> no, that's never, never mind. Dan Bailey against the Lions. He, uh, the Vikings put up 42 on Detroit in Detroit, uh, so maybe a 50-burger is in order here. I've got uh, a personal guarantee of 15 points for Dan Bailey Ooh, this hey, week. Hey, it worked so. last time. I know. That's Plus, when I pick Dan Bailey, the Vikings win. So I'm picking oh, Dan Bailey. Nice. They, they need to get back in the saddle. My defense is uh, the Houston Texans against Denver and the rookie untested quarterback $6,400 so they're down in uh, blender territory fantasy labs number five projected defense uh, against drew Locke's first road start this defense just sacked tom brady three times and picked him off once so uh, i like the uh yeah playing chess well playing uh, all right drew Locke is playing some sort of maybe tic-tac-toe with rocks or something <laughs> Uh, my kicker is Chris Boswell this week. Uh, he's a good streaming option, I think, against this Cardinals defense. Teams tend to score a lot of points against them, mm-hmm. and Chris Boswell is a top 10 fantasy kicker this season, eighth to be exact, multiple field goals in eight of his 12 games uh, this season. And my defense is the Packers' defense. They're defense number four on Fantasy Labs mm-hmm. for our fantasy draft this week for cash game models. And they go up against, uh, at Lambeau Field, mind you, the Washington racist team name, team and that's uh that's who you started your carolina panthers against yeah worked last out well that's that hoping this works out a little <laughs> a little better than that did hey there's one more <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I'm going with the Jets defense going against Miami, and you know where they are. Yep. I'm in town to play the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, 6,300. Uh, how many Jets? A lot. I had four. Well, it's most. It's been mostly me. Uh, <laughs> Miami allows the fourth most fantasy points to defense special teams. Uh, three or more sacks allowed in six straight. Um, it's magical. Take a sack or a few three a game, but uh, at least one turnover in every game except one this season for Miami, averaging just under two per game. Jake Elliott going against the Giants for my kicker, playing at home with uh, second-highest implied team total. Uh, he has missed a couple extra points this year, but perfect on field goals this season. The Giants are allowing the seventh-most points to kickers this season. There you go. Hey, Skip's back on the mic. Look at Bo. Nice, good efficiency, Bo. Now that we're now more. that we're seventy one minutes into our show, we're really shaving a few seconds off here. I two, burned it two, all though. In two minutes talking. too long, apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get those in, in post. <laughs> yeah, Skip, how can we help you? So I'll I'll stick with the one league where I think I'm going to have my toughest decisions on the start sit for the playoffs. Okay. Um, we'll start at running back, and and to note this is a. Uh, no points per reception, so no PPR. Standard, as they are want exactly, to call it. Exactly, yes. I've got to choose between Devin Singletary versus Baltimore or the hot James White against Kansas City. Hmm. Tough matchup uh, for Singletary there. Um, but you, no, no PPR. I mean, basically you're asking James White to score a touchdown, aren't you? Yeah, well, and he's got how much competition? I mean, Brandon right. Bolden, Rex Burkhead, some guy they sign off the street. I mean, Bill Belichick, Tom like, Brady. To me, their ceilings are about the same. I mean, the matchup's easier for White, so maybe White's got a higher ceiling. But their floors, God, I don't know. I like As a guy who's had White in lineups, uh, both DFS and, and otherwise, his floor is can be very low. It can be, but you know what? He's been pretty consistent. He's had one. White's had one bad game, where Singletary's had more than one bad game. In, in my strategy with with James White is, or New England in general, I should say, is to try and figure out, you know, what what I think the game flow is going to be, and where where I feel like they're playing a bad team, which has been a lot of the case. I tend to lean towards mm-hmm. you know, Sony Michelle because I feel like the game script's going to go right. towards him, but. This one could be maybe a shootout, which right. I think favors James, James White. White. And, yeah. of course, I've got recency bias with his awesome game last week where right. I didn't start him in another league, and it cost me a playoff spot, but immediate regret. I mean, he had, he's been – he's basically been a running back two for all but two weeks of the season, James White, when you put it all together. In a P- non-PPR? I mean, he's had – because he's I'm, – I'm looking at his uh, – Bo votes Singletary, but here, here, let me read you just his receiving yards. Not his receptions, his receiving yards. Last week was the big game, 98. Negative six the week before, not great, Bob, 16. But then 46, 75, 59, 46, 46, 57. So wait, two of his last three, he's had 16 or less? Yes. And he had the big, and he had the big and, game. And it was really a big half. I it mean, was. It wasn't even a full game of, it was, oh, hey, we've got this to exploit. Let's mm-hmm. use it. Well, uh, I'm always wrong on the Patriots running backs, and I'm leaning Singletary, so that should tell you that James White is your. Is your <laughs> yeah, I. This this probably comes down to: Am I comfortable with being wrong here? That's another. I think that one. That's it. That one. We just w- hit the Did over we hit, under. Well, which was sixty nine <laughs> and a half. Right? Yeah. We, that's I, it. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Maj. I think that I would feel worse if I started Singletary and White went off versus the opposite. Um, yeah, James White. All right. 
It's close. Right, that's James White. Is that the only one you got? Well, I got wide receiver stuff, but it's a little more <laughs> a little more dicey because there's a lot more <laughs> options. Well, we've only got another. They close in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, we got time. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we we've got already hours. hit the, uh, the You know, we, mark, so. again, no PPR. I mean, we got Keenan Allen, DJ Shark, uh, Zach Pascal, who it's – Tampa Bay, and if T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton's not playing, that makes him a, yeah. a more attractive off option. Darius Slayton and, and Juju Bus schuster Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to trust Schuster right away, even if he goes. Um, and Slayton, I mean, with Tate maybe back, Ingram back, there's just a lot of mouths to feed there in New York. So I think those guys come off the list. If you're starting, what are you starting, three of them? Yeah, two out of three Two out of three with between then now Keenan Allen, DJ Shark, and Zach Pascal. Hmm. I'm I'm concerned about uh, the quarterbacking in in Jacksonville. Yeah, it it has not been consistent. I know uh, Minshew's. I guess I'd probably have to go back and look at what Minshew's splits were with uh, uh, with the receivers down there. If he was feeding Chark, then he I mean, he was yeah. Was Chark had Chark, was great. I mean, with, the targets were were Minshew. way up. Then then I'd lean him over Pascal. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. That and that's one of those where I don't think Keenan Allen's quite in don't bench your studs territory, but he's close. Yeah. And he gets enough targets he where gets fed. I yes, it's a great matchup, but it's still Zach Pascal and yeah. I don't think he's by any means a no, elite could, talent. With Mac back, it could be a twenty five carry mm-hmm. for Mac. Jack Doyle steals the touchdown, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett runs one in, start a yeah. game, so Yeah, it's a great yeah. matchup for Pascal, but I would be, I would feel more comfortable with him as the odd man out. All right, hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate You're welcome, it. Scott. What do you got? Anything? Saddle up, partner. Bo, do you want to you you want me to give my headset up, or do you want to just keep sacrificing? No, we'll just talk about the wonderful prizes that Maj won for uh, for sending us over the uh, the mark. <laughs> A toaster? Yeah, all these toasters that I keep winning from from fantasy draft. Right, Scott, what setting do you my got? lineup with cheap guys. All right, I'm going to go with a prediction, a complaint, and a question. Oh. So right. prediction, I've got a borderline mediocre football mind here. So looking at draft positions of uh, quarterback needy teams, mm-hmm. my prediction for next year, Cam Newton, San Diego Chargers, or sorry, L.A. Chargers. I think. I was going to say, uh, San Diego would be bolder. Yeah, that would be bold. That would be bold. <laughs> That's where we get into the borderline <laughs> mediocre mind. Complaint. When you guys are talking about busts of the year, yeah. actually Skip brought this up first, but then I started mm-hmm. looking at some of the stats. Surprised after hearing Le'Veon Bell mentioned, mm-hmm. um, a guy that was uh, typically second to fourth uh, running back drafted and only two points more than Le'Veon in PPR, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Uh, big again, bust. Big injury concern on, on Kamara. Yeah. Yep. But uh, as, a, as a Latavius Murray owner, yeah. was it last week, two weeks ago when he got point two points for me in a game where I thought, well, they're going to ease Kamara back into it. I think he's going to make people that held on to him. Yes. Assuming they were able to make their way to the playoffs, he's going right. to offer some sort of apology over the next three weeks. And you have to balance it against the pleasure of seeing anybody with New Orleans do poorly. I don't so. uh, necessarily disagree. <laughs> so the question uh, for uh, yes. a person who had a very poor year in fantasy and is just looking to uh, stock some uh, keeper guys for next year at mm-hmm. cheap prices, I uh, – Pulled up, uh, just took flyers on $1 bets on Gronkowski and, and Antonio Brown. 
can you think of anybody else that you could see that Andrew just Luck? had a bust year? Oh, you think Andrew could come back? I mean, it's highly unlikely, but yeah. that's the territory we're in with Gronk. Yeah. Right, so. right. Hmm. Like the, somebody who's probably on waivers right now. Is yeah, what, somebody yeah. you're just not really thinking of being a big deal this year. You've Gosh. kind of forgotten about him, but. Antonio yep. Brown is yeah. one he mentioned. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think that's probably the smartest of, of the plays. Um, Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Yeah, it, well, is he on IR? I guess, you know, it depends on your league. Is he, isn't he still on IR? No? He well, was, that's, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure, it's a, if he's not on a team, though. Yeah. 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 It, that, that running game is, it, we talked about Raheem Mostert um, having such a great game last week, and he he took advantage for sure, but like, if you look at his runs versus Tevin Coleman's, Coleman had nowhere to go, and Mostert actually had places to go, and he took advantage. Um, you know, Cam's probably fallen off a few radars. If if you can grab him, sure. I, I was very bullish on him coming into the season because he looked like he was finally totally healthy. He didn't have the shoulder issue. He didn't have the foot issue. I thought he's going to run a little bit more. They've got a way to feed McCaffrey, so he doesn't always have to run. And uh, that that went Billy up pretty quickly, but uh, yeah, he'd he'd be a, a dart I'd throw. Yeah, that's I, I don't nobody else is really popping to mind for me. I'm kind of scrolling through player names right now, and that's that's what I Marcus got. Marcus Mariota. I mean, it could he be a guy that changes scenery. Yeah, might yeah. start somewhere. And in that draft, Jameis Winston. I'll be curious to see what Tampa decides to do with him. Has he got? Because uh, he's his contract's out. He's a free agent. Okay. So, yeah. That's all I got. Thank you. Thanks for, and thanks for your dulcet tones, by the way, coming on. It's a late night. Yeah, that's late a, night. That's Scott. FM late night DJ yeah. territory there. <laughs> that's good stuff. Call it Venus Flytrap. Well, thank you both for uh, coming out tonight, Scott and Skip. Thank you to Bo and Tuvi, of course. It's Anthony Maggio inviting you, imploring you even, to come out with the one degree high on next Wednesday for our Week 15 show here at uh, JL Beers in Burnsville or uh, Week 16. It'll the week be after. warm inside. That's right, and the beer's cold, the the building's warm, and Bo's shaking his head and not <laughs> even going to bother. He knows that we've crossed, crossed <laughs> the line in more ways than one. <laughs> I think there's no better way to end this show, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for joining us. Best of luck in your playoffs, or if you're enjoying a bye, hey, enjoy the bye. We'll catch you in week 15.